Welcome back to Would You Gaming, where we strive to keep you up to date with all the latest in gaming news while also covering other interesting topics along the way. My name, as always, is Chris, and it's starting to look like I should change the description of the podcast from a bi-weekly podcast to a once-monthly. That has not been my intent to make it that way, to release episodes in those increments, but unfortunately, I cannot control... When we have games that are released like the one we're going to discuss today, games that are just such attention grabbers that they captivate the imagination and they just draw you back in, keep you playing long past when a normal game might cause you to drop off or boredom might prevail in those cases. This is not one of those. Of course, the game I am going to be discussing today is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the long-awaited sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, a game that is much beloved by many as high-selling high numbers within the first couple weeks. The game is just astronomically good. I can't tell you how good it is. You need to go experience it for yourself if you have not already. But first and foremost, before we dive into this topic to discuss this game that is just so great, want to Remind you, if you haven't, if you're new here, if you haven't followed us already, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Trying to build up the presence a little bit more there. We're opening Pokemon card packs on YouTube and Instagram. On Twitter, we're pretty active in the comments section, in the discourse around games and everything. Give us a follow on all of those if you haven't. If, you're, if you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much for listening to us ramble on about games that we love. If you're new, thank you for taking the opportunity to see if this is your cup of tea Hopefully it will be, and you will stick around. But let's dive right into things. As I said, the Legends of Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, is a massive game. It is one of those titles that comes along ever so often that will captivate the imagination, a title that will completely immerse you, that has you losing track of time as the day goes by, a game that you would just... For me, it's one that I loved. It's, a game of this caliber does not come along every day a game that just captivates me fully and has my attention from the time I sat down with it I mean I'm I've played about 185 hours or so of the game probably a little bit more than that at this point and it surprises me still that I can go back into the game and there's still stuff that I'm like oh that's new I've never I haven't seen that before the game is just massive it's a huge freaking game discussing this we're going to go back to the lead up to the the title actually releasing when it was coming up I wasn't super, super excited to play the game, but as the release date, as the release date grew closer and more information was drip-fed to us by Nintendo, I grew more and more excited to the point that I bought the OLED Switch, I bought the collector disc edition of the game, I bought the Pro, the Theme Pro controller, as well as the collector's edition strategy guide. Even though the strategy guide is very bare bones, YouTubers done it better this time around. There's much more covered, and and they seem a lot more agile in that case. you got to think that this book had to be published. So how long in advance did they get the game? Or was it one of those things that, oh, we'll give it to you a week early. And then you have to scramble to try to get that guy together. I do not envy the people who had to do the research on that and throw it together in a hurry. Because that the guy released about a month or two after the game came out. And that's pretty quick given the scope of the game. The, the large maps and everything, it's just crazy. My particular collector's edition for the game actually took a sweet time getting to me. So while everybody else was picking up the game on a Friday, which I did not have off, I don't believe, I had to wait till Monday. I had a rather late start into the title and quickly discovered the title, much like its predecessor, did not hold your hand. Now if we look back at older Zelda franchises 
it was very contained. The games maybe lasted around 20 hours. You could stretch that out, of course, by doing additional things in the world or just goofing off. I don't think even with all the quests and everything, they ran longer than 30 because you have to remember prior to Breath of the Wild, Zelda games weren't this massive entry that took hundreds and hundreds of hours to complete. You would see four main temples and and a new item being introduced in each of those temples. So you might get a boomerang, bow and arrow, bombs, something of that caliber, but you better believe that the dungeon itself is going to require you to use those for a lot of the the particular puzzles that are offered up. And then when you face that boss, you better believe you're going to have to use whatever new item you got in there. These titles were very much linear, requiring you to take on each second section in a very specific order. I say all this to say that Breath of the Wild changed all of it. Zelda was no longer a contained experience that could be handled in around 20-ish hours or less for the main campaign. Breath of the Wild op opened the doors wide and said go forth and adventure, and players did, and they loved it. Tears of the Kingdom is very much that on steroids. It took everything great about the predecessor and cranked it up to 11. Now, the map is the same from Breath of the Wild, though they did add the depths as well as the Sky Island. Now, admittedly, I've never completed Breath of the Wild, and like many other overly long games, I made it to a certain point and put the game down, vowing to return one day. And I do believe it was only two or three Divine Beasts in that I actually put it down. That day hasn't come yet when I came back to it yet. I did finish Tears of the Kingdom, so it looks like I'm going to be beating these in the reverse order of how Nintendo intended. But they can mind their business. I'll play the game how I see fit. Diving into Tears of the Kingdom, you knew very quick, very early on, that the elements, enemies, or falling from a high distance alone could unalive you with the quickness. And I got my bearings about me rather quickly, though I did still fall victim to the occasional miscalculation. Tears of the Kingdom sets you out in a tutorial area and then lets you go wherever you would like, tackling any number of ch challenges or quests in whatever order you like. Find an area that's too hot or too cold, you'll need to find appropriate ingredients to create a dish that helps you to overcome that, or find armor that lets you circumvent those problems. It is a vast game that leaves you to your own devices, and there is no right way to play. Take, for example, very early on, even until last week, I had taken on very few of the main campaign's missions, completing mostly side stories, exploring around, completing shrines, unlocking the map both above and below the ground, as well as the Sky Islands. I spent over 185 hours playing the game, experimenting with Zonite buildings, finding Zonite building, fighting enemies, building up my stamina and hearts like crazy. And it and it's crazy that it takes that long in this day and age to actually play this much of a game. I've got 185 hours in, and what what are we like two months out from the launch of the title? Younger but would me would be very disappointed in older me's progress, but older me has those responsibilities, jobs, and families to take care of. Despite all the hours that I've put into the title, though, I haven't come close to tackling all that the game has on offer. When I tell you the game is huge, that it is massive, in every way, shape, and form it is, map, size, and scope. It encompasses the whole of former Hyrule, as I stated, and it adds depths and sky islands. So there's effectively a whole nother map below the surface, as well as areas in the sky that you can explore as well. One of my favorite new additions to this title has to be the Zonite devices and building. 
allowing you to reach areas that were previously unreachable unless you just climbed your butt off and had a lot of stamina restoring items. It was just hard to get to certain areas. I love building the Zonite wings with multiple fans flying around the skies. It just feels oh so freeing being able to construct these devices on the fly and take off. Though I do wish the Zonite devices didn't despawn as quickly as they do, but I get that the developers had to make concessions so it didn't clog up the world, I guess. Another thing that I really enjoyed about Tears of the Kingdom, and there will be spoilers of head if you have not completed the main story as of yet, and it's that you have sages to fight alongside you with differing abilities that can assist you in combat aside from Tulans. The Zor Companion lets you launch a water blade. The Goron acts as a bowling ball, a makeshift bowling ball. You can throw him at enemies or rock structures that need to be broke up. The Gerudo Companion turns any shot within a certain field into a lightning arrow and into a lightning arrow and Tulin allows you to fly even further out. The, of course you also have the robot as well. You can ride on his back across gloom as well as fuse different items to it to make it stronger even so and that was a lot of fun to me as well. It serves as a ride and you can basically just operate it and use it to battle. In Breath of the Wild you got abilities though I only really remember Rivali's Gale which lets you launch into the sky. I feel the Sages and Tears of the Kingdom are an improvement even though they may get in the way from time to time while you're in combat. If you've played for any amount of time you know that you can be trying to pick up an item accidentally double tap on Tulin and he'll blow your items far away and then you got to chase those around. It's a whole other headache in and of itself but it's a minor concession when you look at all that is on offer in Tears of the Kingdom. There is entirely too much to do and unless you just are laser focused and able to stay strapped in the whole time you'll likely play until you've had your fill and put the title down. You may not end up completing Tears of the Kingdom and you may think I'm crazy saying that but yeah, you can burn yourself out on just roaming around doing shrines and everything. I myself took a couple brief breaks, played a little bit of Advance Wars, a little bit of Hogwarts Legacy, and some other things to break up the monotony so I just didn't get burned out on it. It's a fantastic title, but like any other when you're doing the same thing over and over again, that will lead to monotony. It doesn't mean that the game is bad, it just means that there is so much to do that likely all will not be done, much like any Assassin's Creed title. Gamers just have to accept that in this day and age. Sometimes developers spend all that time adding so much into a game and then gamers just never get to it. Unfortunately, that is the world we live in and these some of these games are just too large. As of the last couple weeks and even the holiday of July 4th, I, I put a renewed effort on completing the main story. I had one row of hearts at that point. I quickly got to over a row and five hearts. I've done over... 100 shrines and have collected at well over 100 Korok seeds. I know there are quite, few quite a few shrines that are still left to get. Many of those are tied to missions that I have not done, side quests. But my stamina is maxed out and I have sufficient amount of hearts. And I was able to easily overcome Ganon at the end of the game. I finished the main story, collected the Master Sword, and finished Ganon in all three of his forms. Though it was a little bit of a challenge toward in the second phase there when he turns into the Demon King. I still have a ton of side quests that I'm just not going to get to unless I just come back to this title one day and I get an itch to play more of it instead of Breath of the Wild. I haven't even bothered to fully level up a single armor piece all the way. I have leveled up a couple of pieces two times to get a bonus set for the armor sets because it's cool like the, the climbing gear is one of those that I have upgraded. Once you get 
every piece upgraded twice, it does make it where when you jump, the amount of stamina consumed is greatly reduced. Super helpful, I might add. When I say that the game and the amount of content on offer is over woman, I definitely mean so. There's a lot to do. And if you're the type of person who only buys one game and plays it for an extended amount of time, you're much you're gonna be very happy with what you got. Because you're gonna get your money's worth then some. Even with a ten dollar increase that we saw with Tears of the Kingdom going up ten dollars because Nintendo felt that they were justified in charging this amount, I'd say it's still worth that. As I've said, as the title's release date was approaching, I was pretty sure that I was going to pick the world up, pick the game up on launch. Little did I know that the game was going to be so engrossing and the world was just going to suck me in in the way it did. I haven't played a game like this in some time where it just, I just had a lot of fun with it. And I, I look forward to coming home every day to putting an irresponsible amount of hours into the title in the evening. On the weekends, I lived on the Switch. On the July 4th holiday, I had a blast. I was all up in Hyrule, living it up. I may have to go back to Breath of the Wild soon. After putting the finishing touches on his sequel, I'm, I'm hooked and I really want to know what the story's like. Hopefully it doesn't feel too archaic to go back from, to it from the original. Because I have to say, this was, it was beautiful. It was a wonderful piece of art. The fusion mechanic made it so that your weapons didn't deteriorate as much and you could just create so much cool crap. The abilities, Ascend, Ultra Hand, building everything, solving the puzzles, it's just a lot to do and a lot of fun. I hope you all have enjoyed Tears of the Kingdom half as much as I have. This is one of those titles that I'm going to, it's going to, it's going to be high up on my list for some time to come. As I said, I haven't played a game that captivated me this much in a very long time. And I just, I, I can't wait to see what they cook up in the future because I have to imagine that at some point in the future, we will get some DS, DLC for this title. They got the, the Master Sword Trials for the Breath of the Wild, the original, and that came out uh, about three or four months after the original. We'll have to see what A.G. Alnuma and the team have planned for Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel. Let's see if we get some DLC for this, if there's some side stories we get thrown in or something where we can hone our skills further. Honestly, I still have plenty to do in the form of going back and just unlocking everything, getting the the rest of the great fairies done. I unlocked two of them. As I said, I was amply capable of taking care of Ganon at the end. So I'm, I'm curious about everybody else. How difficult has it been for you if you've taken on Ganon so far? Was it just an overwhelming challenge for you? Because for me, yeah, I had to heal up quite a few times and I had a couple of fairies. But it is nowhere near the challenge of some of the other bosses that I faced throughout the, the course of the game. There's other stuff in particular. What are they, the Lionels? The Lionels are much tougher than Ganon was. Lionels gave me a lot of trouble and used up a lot of my resources. Ganon, not so much. Maybe it's because I was stupid overpowered by the end of the game, and you're supposed to be able to go in there with four hearts if you so choose, but I, I did it up. I put Ganon in his place, handled the business, and here we are. But anyways, I've been wanting to get this out to you guys. I am sorry for my procrastination. I've actually been off all week, just haven't had an opportunity to sit down and speak freely about the game to record my thoughts on it. As you can tell, if you 
if you can't tell from the episode you've just listened to, I freaking love the game. It's a fantastic title. Thinking about it right now makes me want to go back. But if I do, I'll never complete any of the other games that I have. Because it's just, I'll wander around forever aimlessly looking up where I can find another piece of armor. That's that's the draw of this game, and it definitely sell. It's what it sold itself as, Breath of the Wild on steroids. It definitely delivers on that, and I have to say, I can't wait to see what the future holds. Is there going to be a sequel to this? Because as it's told, spoilers ahead, he's gone. Story's over with. But I think it was completely over with at the beginning of the original as well, and we just went back in time. We'll see what the future holds for the franchise and the series. Having grown up with this since a child, I can't wait. I was a, a fan during the Majora's Mask and through the N64 era, through the Four Swords era. Let's see what the future of this franchise holds. Let me know what we can do to improve the podcast. Thank you for listening to us ramble and peace.